hi, my name is Shah Jahan, and I am an alcoholic and drug addict in long-term recovery. Uh, I have been clean now for a little bit over seven years, I guess. Um, my my journey started, I would say, when I was in uh, high school, so probably around the age of 14 or 15. Um, I grew up in a really pretty normal um I guess suburban American home. Um, only difference being that uh, my parents are both immigrants from South Asia, uh, and I grew up in a Muslim family. Uh, I only say that because uh, to contextualize it a little bit. I mean, it's not that Muslims and South Asians don't drink or do drugs. It's just um, particularly difficult to talk about it, and sometimes a little bit extra stigmatized. I think. But anyway, I mean, you know, I'm very lucky. Both my parents are still together. Uh, I'm the eldest of three, uh, and I had a really good, you know, uh, upbringing, you know, we never really, uh, we were a middle class, upper middle class family, um, you know, weren't like over the top wealthy or anything like that, but always had what we needed. There was always food on the table. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, uh, I, I definitely felt, uh, a lot of, I would say anxiety as a, a young person growing up. Um, similar to, I think how, I don't know, it's, it's hard being, being young. <laughs> um, but you know, and you're just feeling like I didn't fit in or that, you know, I just, uh, I, I was like an okay student and played some sports here and there. But, um, but I think, you know, at, at a time like when a lot of people are developing those, um, I guess those skills about, you know, how to like, deal with the world, uh, you know, how, what, what, what you're like as a person, what are your likes and dislikes and what are your values and stuff like I, um, which is very common, you know, for, for, uh, somebody around 13, 14, 15. Um, that's kind of like when I got exposed to, to drugs and stuff for the first time. So I think for me, I always like to say that it started probably with uh, a cigarette, um, cause it just kind of made it easier to say yes to the next thing. Um, but you know, I, I definitely like, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I had like any kind of like attitude about it, but like, I didn't think I was going to turn in. I, I didn't intend to like be somebody that, you know, drank or did drugs. Like my, um, both my parents are very hardworking, very, very educated, uh, people, you know, they came here with, uh, with hopes and dreams and stuff. And so like for me, um, you know, yeah, I, I think I, I, the, uh, the unease with life, uh, kind of led me to, to want to definitely try stuff. So I think, you know, just sort of all of a sudden I was smoking cigarettes, you know, and then like when I was 14, um, just introduced to it by like a friend and I was like, you know, why not just try it? Uh, I guess it made me feel a little badass or whatever, but, <laughs> um, and then, you know, when I was 15, um, and, uh, it was either, it's hard, it's actually funny. It's hard for me to remember if, um, I, I don't exactly remember my first time, uh, which is a little bit strange, but, uh, it could have been one of two times. It was either on a, uh, like a family, we used to take these, um, multi-family like camping and canoeing trips, uh, over the summer with uh, a bunch of other kind of families from the, from the community. And, um, you know, it was either, it was, it was either that I tried smoking weed, uh, for the first time on one of those trips, or 
it was uh, with my high school friends, um, kind of like the same night we all sort of decided to drink a little bit and then we, you know, tried uh, tried smoking weed. I, it was one of those two nights. I just can't remember which one it was. Um, but what I do remember about those first few times um, getting high was that it was like, it, it just was this, it was like an answer to, a problem I didn't, or yeah, it, it was like the solution to this like inner problem that I didn't even know was there until I got high those first, first few times, you know, like it just seemed like, it just seemed like everything was like right with the world, you know, and it was this very like magical almost experience. Um, I'm a musician also, and I remember those first few times like playing music, you know, standard, I guess, like American suburban story of like, or not even just American, I mean, any kind of story, just like playing music and being like really high and stuff and just having and associating it with like fun stuff initially, you know, um, it's kind of how I got started. But what ended up happening for me is that um, I like latched onto it definitely in a way that my other friends who I was trying it with at the time didn't. Uh, I remember, you know, immediately, I mean, within six months, just sort of becoming you know, having the stoner sort of identity like overtake me in, um, in, in high school and, and, you know, right away, uh, people noticing that it was a problem, uh, you know, friends that the friends that I, uh, close friends that I'd had since high school, you know, that I'd known since I was like very, very young, we all grew up in the same town and, um, you know, you knew the same people, your whole kind of like, uh, young adult life and stuff. And, uh, they noticed right away that it was just something I was doing all the time to excess. Um, you know, any chance I could get, I was doing it. You know, like I um, went from somebody who, again, was like an okay student, showed up for some some after school stuff to just like being high in school. Um, but, you know, I, I think like partially like because it was such a small town, you know, I always just felt like everything was going to kind of work itself out uh, and I didn't have to... Um, you know, that it wasn't like a real problem. Although, you know, I, I definitely started to feel early on that like um, something wasn't right. Like, you know, I I had some, and I think I, st- I still have some sort of other mental health issues as far as depression and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, looking back, it's sort of hard to tell which came first. I don't know if it really matters, but definitely like uh, one didn't help the other, you know, like if I was you know, somewhat depressed and anxious, like maybe, I don't know, a lot of young people are, uh, the amount of weed I was smoking or, uh, you know, wasn't really helping, uh, that situation either. So, um, so yeah, I mean, from there on out, I mean, the rest of high school was just kind of like a blur, you know, like I, I slowly, uh, well rather actually pretty rapidly, you know, started to kind of like not do all that well in my classes and things at home also started to kind of like, not go that great. You know, I mean, and again, like a lot of young people don't maybe get along with their parents and, uh, growing up is tough and all that. Um, but I, you know, I really had, uh, I would say a secret life in some ways, kind of like a secret that maybe an open secret that nobody wanted to talk about because I mean, my parents kind of like caught me on a couple of instances really early on, like, you know, being intoxicated in one way or the other. And, you know, they didn't had no sort of frame of reference for this stuff. Like my parents, 
you know, they have never even smoked a cigarette or anything in their life, let alone like had any alcohol or any drugs or anything like that. And, you know, it's pretty out of their family, extended family experience too. So for them, they just had, again, they had no frame of reference for, um, for the kind of stuff that I was getting into. Um, and as a result, you know, they tried, I think they tried their best, but I also tried my best to hide it and just like not talk about stuff at home. And so, uh, you know, then eventually towards the end of high school when like college application time and all that like came around, like, you know, I, I just like wasn't present for it, you know, like I kind of just did the bare minimum, you know, and I, I had a lot of, um, a lot of privileges in my life, you know, being like living in like a pretty, uh, wealthy ish, uh, suburb, you know, with like a good school system and like not really suffering any real consequences, you know, like it's only, it's only like later on in my adult years that I've been able to see just how good, uh, myself and a lot of people in that community had it as far as like, you know, no one ever really got arrested. Um, I mean, some people did here and there, but again, it was nothing like, nothing like a lot of people, uh, a lot of people face in this country. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of how it went, I guess. Um, I, you know, barely graduated high school actually, uh, towards the end of it. It was, I was going to fail out. Um, but I didn't somehow scrape by and then I, you know, applied to like, I don't know, nine different schools. Maybe I got into two of them. One of them being like a huge party school, um, in like Western Massachusetts, UMass, <laughs> And I mean, that was a sort of a turning point for me because, um, leaving the comfort of the easy kind of, you know, parents will do everything for you life of, uh, of the suburbs, um, for like college where you have to, you know, do everything for yourself and, and not even just show off for class or whatever, but just like, you know, learn how to be your own person and like create like a whole new identity for yourself and become an adult. Like I couldn't do any of that. I mean, and you know, very, uh, it became very apparent to me those first, uh, couple of weeks in college that like, you know, something was really wrong. I mean, like I, I just became the person, you know, in the dorm who, um, people would kind of come to my room and get high and then sort of like go do the other stuff that they wanted to do. Um, but you know, I never had other stuff to do for me. The stuff to do was just get high. So like I, I had the illusion of what I thought was like, you know, a group of friends or, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I didn't even, maybe I just like wanted to just be alone and stoned in my room, like watching videos or whatever. But I mean, by this, by this time I was, you know, 18 or 19, uh, I definitely knew that like something was wrong. Like I, um, I just wasn't, I was having like nervous breakdowns uh, on campus and stuff. And so that, um, this would have been the fall of 2002. I, I came home for Thanksgiving, I think it was, and um, I had this really tough, kind of honest conversation with my parents for the first time since, since maybe you know we'd sort of. I mean, they knew that I smoked cigarettes and stuff, and I, I mean, they they probably knew that I was still getting high and drinking for sure. Um, but this was the first time that I I came home and I really broke down, and I was and I actually still remember the T-shirt that I was wearing, and the way that the living room looked, and and. Um, I'm not sure maybe my sister was there too. Um, but you know, I just said, look, like I am just, you know, getting high all day, every day, not going to class, severely depressed. And at, by this point I was like, you know, 
feeling starting to feel somewhat suicidal even um you know uh so my parents did the best thing they could they got me a really you know very expensive therapist um i had a and you know i started to i I at least recognized that there was you know a problem Uh, i think i may have around that time um started to attended at least a 12-step meeting here and there um it it was around then also that i actually had my first kind of first of three uh suicide attempts and that landed me in um in the hospital um and yeah in the hospital actually was where i um i was introduced to a 12-step meeting it was like again i had this huge sort of chip on my shoulder married with like severe anxiety you know they say uh, you hear sometimes in uh, in groups and stuff like the idea of uh, an egomaniac with an inferiority complex well my chip on the shoulder was like no well i'm from like a you know somewhat prominent family and i just need to get get stuff together you know and like um i uh it'll all just work out if i can just get back to school you know or if i can uh get a job or something like that. Um, but you know, so, so the, that first meeting in that detox unit where I felt like, wait, I just smoke a little bit of weed here and there, even though it was, you know, day in, day out. Um, and actually by that point I'd even done a couple of other drugs here and there, but, um, but anyway, like I was, I just was like, you know, this is not for me. Like, I don't, I'm not like an addict, like intellectually, you know, like I, I understand what all of you were saying about like, you know, I, I get it at face value, you know, um, but it's not, it's not me. Like this isn't actually who I am. So, um, that, you know, I had, I, you know, I think I managed to sort of like, I agreed to like not get high for a little while, but you know, that lasted all maybe six or seven weeks. And, and by that time, you know, I had, I dropped out of school actually, uh, cause I couldn't finish the semester. So I just was like back at home in the same town with, uh, you know, the weirdos that are still <laughs> living in the town and like, you know, my old dealer from a uh, friend, dealer, buddy, whatever, if you want to call it that, uh, we, you know, he was still there. So I, fa- you know, I found ways to get high. It was very easy. And that's kind of what I did, you know, and for the next year off and on, um, next year or two, actually, I had a couple more suicide attempts, one very, very serious where, you know, I almost, uh, where I almost didn't make it. Um, but, and so I, I think that also I was able to to hide a little bit in the depression stuff. I'm not saying that, you know, depression is like a very, like I, I struggle with it still, you know, to this day, you know, like, uh, but in terms of um, looking at it as a way to like manipulate, you know, my therapist into like, I don't know, antidepressants or, the, or to, you know, try to like talk to him about like, well, you know, maybe if I, if I could just find like the right way to get high sometimes, you know, or like if I could just find a girlfriend or something like that, then, then, then things would work out, you know, and like, um, and yeah, so that's kind of just how it went for a couple of years. Uh, I did, so I did start to go to like some more 12 step type meetings and groups and stuff. Um, and I, you know, I made some friends here and there, but again, it was still with a very like outsider attitude, you know, and as far as like, as far as my family was concerned, um, I, uh, I just needed to get back to school. So I remember one of the times I was in, in the, uh, in the hospital, uh, kind of mental health unit, like my dad, wonderful guy that he is like brought another, you know, college application, uh, 
form into the into the the hospital just you know because he for him it was just like no he just needs to, i don't understand like he just needs to, to do this and everything will be fine and so you know then i, I went i was at home i was kind of like living with my parents i started going to this commuter uh, college nearby uh and somewhere in there uh, i ran into an old friend who uh we we ended up starting this this rock band um which was you know it it became a huge part of my life uh it became moderately successful uh and it and also because it was um it was a vehicle for us to explore different parts of our identity uh, different parts of our activism uh, of our politics and like to to connect with other you know let's say like marginalized uh people like ourselves so it, it became something that gave me some drive in life uh and for the most part something that i could show up for and feel good about and feel like i could own and um you know so it, it made me feel it, it it filled that emptiness in me that i think drove me to get high a lot for a little while you know but it didn't you know no matter what I, I've learned, you know, that like, no matter where I go, what I do, I've moved different places. Like I will, you know, I, I'm still going to be there, you know, it's still, it's still me. So, um, so, you know, we had some success with this band. We like got to travel, we got to do some, some cool things, but you know, at a few years down the line, like, and I would still try to put some time, you know, and by this time I definitely knew that like my drinking and drug use was a problem. Uh, I, you know, I had made, um, I had made efforts to like stop, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, some, some were successful, some were not. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I managed to put, well, I would put together a few months here and there, uh, one time on my own, I managed to put together a year. Um, but just very defiantly, you know, not really, uh, not really from the perspective that, um, that there was anything truly wrong with me, if that makes any sense. Um, and yeah, like we, uh, we toured a lot. Um, we started to get a lot of attention. Uh, so on the outside, it felt like what I was doing was good, you know, and like, uh, but inside I just was still just a very angry, bitter, uh, person. Um, and you know, eventually one day I got, I got high again. Like we were on a tour, a big tour in Europe, our first one, uh, in the UK and uh, Europe. And, um, I ended up, uh, you know, relapsing, uh, towards the, about towards the tail end of it. Uh, and, um, it, yeah, it got really bad really quickly, but you know, it was like music, I guess. So it was, and by this time, you know, even my, um, my bandmates sort of like were of the impression that like, you know, well, look, if, if you're somebody that's going to get high, then get high. If you're somebody that doesn't want to get high, then stop. Like it's not really our, you know, and it wasn't their, their job, you know what I mean? To like police me or whatever. Um, but at the end of this, this, uh, this particular tour, uh, we had come back and, uh, I just was completely out of control. You know, I would do this thing and I, I used to have all these rules, you know, that like I, I would not, um, you know, I would, I would, no matter what I'd be able to play, I'd be able to like be in the studio and stuff. And, uh, but you know, I, I just crossed on this tour. Like I crossed all those, all those lines, you know, I, I played heavily under the influence. Um, one one thing in particular that sticks out on my mind uh, that's you know, actually up on YouTube. If I ever want to, uh, if I ever want to remember what it was like, um, we had the opportunity to sort of play 
on stage with the band that inspired me to play music um, and my heroes, basically. And it was, you know, I dreamed of this moment since I was eight years old. Um, and I was completely hammered, you know, like I remember that it happened. I just, it just felt so horrible while it was going on. And it just felt, the amount of guilt that I had at that moment is just, you know, something that's still to this day, uh, very, very real, you know, that just like, you know, this is not what it was supposed to be like, like, man, like I'm just so, so unhappy. And then, you know, even a few days after that, like I, and the band wasn't even on talking terms at that point, a lot of, a lot of it because of me, honestly. Um, and you know, then I disappeared, ran down to like Philadelphia for like a few days and it was just, it was horrible, you know? And, um, basically by the end of that year, uh, I had stopped showing up for music videos. I'd stopped showing up for performances. Um, and you know, I was basically on my way out and, um, our sort of like, on January, January 4th of 2011, uh, was my last day, uh, out, uh, using drugs. Uh, I had, you know, just sort of cashed a check from one of our performance we'd done, uh, here in Boston and, uh, really a pretty prestigious one. It was the new year's, um, new year's Eve first night, uh, thing in, in Boston common. And, you know, something that it's a great gig and it just should, should just in retrospect, these are amazing opportunities, which just completely, uh, I just sort of, you know, I was completely out of it. And so I, I bought, uh, you know, a bunch of weed and I stole my mother's car cause I was still living with her. Um, I drove around, uh, you know, just by myself, but cause by this point, like, you know, I, I, there were no illusions anymore you know like nobody really wanted to hang out with me other than you know people that maybe like loosely knew me but didn't really know what was going on like the people that really really knew me kind of were just like beyond worry just frustrated angry and like sort of fed up so I just was sort of driving aimlessly around the state um at one point I ended up in a Dunkin Donuts um you know, uh, in, uh, in Somerville mass. And, and I, and I had a seizure and again, now I, I don't know if I've said this yet through the, through this recording here, but like I, my main thing was, was smoking weed. Like I did a few other, other things here and there, but this is all mainly from, from smoking weed. So, uh, it's important for me to say that just because not because I, you know, have some kind of like, uh, anti-weed agenda or something, but just as far as like, uh, for, for an addict like me, you know, I got to that point with just kind of like mostly with, with weed and stuff. Um, so I just, I just like to kind of say that. Um, and it took me to, you know, very, very dark places and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm driving around on January 4th, you know, and, um, pretending that things are, things are okay, but you know, inside just, just trying to just stay numb enough so that I can get through the day basically. And I end up, um, in the parking lot of, uh, a train station about a mile from my house at the end of the day, it's like 8 PM or something, not like super late. And I am sitting there in a train station just smoking, getting high alone, pretending, you know, I think by this time it's sort of sinking in just the feeling of like, you know, how did I go from, uh, what what has my life become really uh and then these police officers kind of come to the window of the car and they're like sort of knock and and they're like well, you know what are you doing and and they give me this look of of just like complete like like they have no idea why anybody would be just 
by themselves in a parking lot on like a Wednesday night or something, you know, and they're like, why didn't you just, you know, one, I think one of them even asked me like, why wouldn't you just go home and get high there? Maybe you know, I'd have to be like, well, you know, I still live with my parents and, uh, and it was just like, I've had much lower emotional bottoms, you know, like I've, um, but, or I, I'm sorry, I've had much lower physical bottoms, you know, in terms of like, falling asleep drunk outside or something or, or, or it's just you know getting into a fight with somebody or something like that um but emotionally just where i was at this point i just had nothing left to hide and you know i just i don't know uh they they made me call my father who had to come pick me up you know and and uh i had to go back home and my mom was there and, and i didn't even of course you know i didn't even realize that uh the next day was their wedding anniversary january 5th you know, and, um, and, you know, and then, you know, I, my license got taken away for a little while, like fine and stuff, but like just emotionally where I was at that point was just, just very low. And for the next month, basically, I mean, I'd love to say I stopped because I wanted to, but I stopped because I ran out of money. I didn't have anywhere to go, nothing to, you know, nothing to do. And then incidentally, about a month later, I just one day reached out to a friend who used to go to, who used to go to meetings with. And I was like, man, look, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know if you still go to those things. Maybe you could come pick me up. And, you know, within, I, I'd sent him a message on Facebook because um, I didn't have his number. He picked me up like 15 minutes later, took me to a meeting from then on, like for the next couple of months. Uh, he just took me to a meeting every day. Uh, and that's how my recovery really started. Um, you know, this this last, uh, so about seven years ago, I... I didn't know it at the time, but I was 51% willing to do all the things I wasn't willing to do before to kind of accept that this is really who I was uh, and to actually take all the various, you know, suggestions and steps and um, and advice that people had been giving me for so long and really dive headfirst into recovery. Um, and, you know, it's been a really incredible journey since then. You know, I, it's it has not been easy, uh, but, you know, I've... On, I did things, you know, like I went back to school, I got a master's degree. I, even though I left that band for four years after while I was getting clean and sober, I'm now back in that band and we're doing better than ever. Uh, I got married. Um, I, you know, became employable, all these, these incredible things. But, you know, I, I'm now somebody that people trust and can rely on. Um, but again, it's, it's not that, uh, it's not that everything's easy, you know, I think that my last couple of years have probably been my most difficult in recovery because, I mean, it, there's this saying that I, I like to, to sort of hearken back to from time to time where, uh, you know, and there's no, there's not like scientific evidence or anything for this. It's just really, really something to kind of make you feel a little bit better, I think, on the inside. But like, you know, a lot of us maybe are sort of uh, stagnate at the age mentally that we that we start using drugs, right? For me, that was 15 or 16. So even though I'm 34, I'll be 34 this year, like mentally in some ways I'm like a 23-year-old or a 24-year-old. And it, it makes sense, you know, I've just finished college. I've like um, been in a, a couple of relationships and stuff. And now, and I'm in my case, I'm married and, and I, uh, I'm i going through a lot of things that people, you know, it takes time to figure out. And I'm kind of like 10 years behind in some ways, but also like, it's like, okay, you know, I can have a little bit more forgiveness and patience and tolerance with myself than, um, 
you know, and I don't need to like beat myself up about, uh, about things in the past, as long as I'm like working actively to change my future. Uh, and I really do feel like I am. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's my, my story. Thank you so much for, for listening and, um, have a great, uh, great day. Thank you.